dope shit like that, Joe. Oh, hi. Welcome back to kids. Um, follow your dreams. Yeah. Wanna get a mansion, a jacuzzi. <laughs> All right, we're back for episode six of Millennials and Mimosas. I'm Madison Morsh. And I'm here with Kim Baker. Hey. And we also have our special guest today, Matt. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) We are, uh, we're all struggling a little bit this morning. Uh, It's noon on Sunday. You're all over her computer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Matt is having to borrow a laptop because the laptop that we asked him to bring doesn't have a, doesn't so have a USB port. <laughs> yeah. Also, like it, the current laptop he's using doesn't have a headphone plug, so we're just kind of rolling with it. Yeah, we'll be all right. It's, we have issues every single time. Like we said last podcast, we are still in the market for a. Uh, uh, producer intern. I actually had one of my friends text me and she said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Wait, no way. She said, um, as long as you pay me with champagne. I was like, well, that's all we have to offer. So, Absolutely. That sounds awful. Getting paid in champagne? Like, no. Yeah, I can't even... I like have poured myself a glass of champagne, but I can't even think about drinking it after the night we had last night. Yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, so last night uh, got a little bit weird. Um, we were, where did we even start? French Quarter. Yeah, we, we were at French Quarter. Oh, God. And then yeah, we walked the over. Summit. Yeah, you're the ones that summoned us. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, we were like, that. we were like, where should we go? And we were debating. We were going to go to Noda. And then you were like, what? Texting. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I No, I, right? I almost been somebody else because I don't even <laughs> think. Am I wrong here? No, okay, I, I wrong oh, here? no, no, no. It couldn't have been me because. I left my phone at home last night. Right, right. We were talking to Ugo. So anyway, we walked to the epicenter. I vaguely remember walking to the epicenter, and then apparently we went to Tin Roof, and I don't remember being. And Matt danced his little booty off. Yeah. It was quite the night. For sure. I like to get awkwardly loose dancing at the bar. (laughs) I mean, awkwardly like, lose. I, mean, I don't like that. Everybody knows that guy that like dances crazily in the center of the crowd, and then they feel like they're a good dancer because they're drunk as shit. But in reality, they're just annoying. So like that was me last night. That's me pretty much every week. I'm pretty sure for everyone who follows me on Snapchat, you've probably seen Matt dancing at the bar before because I think I tend to put you on there a lot. Yep. Some yeah. scaries. There you go. Yeah, Matt, Matt is currently drinking a PBR. So. My Sunday scaries are real, and I'm trying to pull through for the Panthers today, but I just, I don't know. But it's kind of cloudy out. It's, like, really not good vibes for, like, the first Sunday of football. Actually, right as you said that, it just got a little sunny. Okay, well, let's get into it. So the reason, Matt, the reason we brought you here today is because, obviously, you're engaged. Hey-o. And... And we told our listeners, we promised them that we would get them some um, actually good content that's not just about <laughs> single people. Well, I'm happy to be a part of it. I, uh, I'm excited to hopefully share some good insight around getting engaged as a millennial. I feel like there's a lot of pressure. So I got engaged to a beautiful woman uh, in April, so a couple months ago. We... We're at the zoo with her parents, and uh, I was actually, like, in cahoots with her mom. Nice. Uh, Yeah, you always got to have someone to help you plan it. Oh, yeah. No, it was, like, it was definitely a must because she was fully in on, you know, on the engagement, obviously. I would hope so. Um, So so we were at the zoo, the uh, the zoo in Ashboro. Oh, yeah, North Carolina Zoo. Uh, Shout out. So, yeah. We, I mean, it's really not that cool. I'm going to be honest, it's really not that cool. <laughs> so, I just want to, before I get into it, I just want to like give the disclaimer that I'm under a lot of heat right now because my fiance, Emma, she's definitely going to listen to this podcast. Hopefully, anyway. I hope she we hope so, but, too. Um, you know, so I have to 
make sure I'm on my P's and Q's. But anyway, so we were at the zoo. Uh, it was it was uh, her nephew's birthday. He was like turning four, I think. And we went to the zoo. We left. Her parents came to Charlotte for dinner that night. And so how did you do it at the zoo? We did, I didn't do it at the zoo. That's the whole oh. point. Oh, so you like made it up. Yeah, we. I the zoo was a distraction from reality. That's the key to a good. Shout out, dudes out there. The key to a good engagement is you have to add in a significant distraction, because girls are like oddly fucking smart about this stuff. They can see it coming, and their friends are the worst. I cannot be surprised. No, I'm so bad. Like I could totally see. I just like always have a good vibe a sense of when something like this is gonna happen yeah so yeah i mean it, it it's it's really hard to sneak something past a girl especially when you have to have like the ring in your pocket and stuff oh so anyway it it was uh it worked out well i was planning on proposing to her on the way to dinner in the park and like my parents were at dinner they came down to charlotte as a surprise because like she obviously didn't know I was going to propose to her and so I was going to do it in the park and like I'm going to get a little bit emotional here but um I like was going to do it in the park and I had to change my plan because I was taking a shower before dinner and I was like thinking to myself in the shower I was like I'm totally going to fucking like cry everywhere <laughs> I know, I know. That's cheesy. he's in touch with his feels yeah it's cheesy so I was like panicking I called my mom I was like mom change plans not doing it in the park i'm just gonna propose to her in my apartment because i'm gonna like cry everywhere so (laughs) she comes over and i was in new york that weekend or that week before for work and i bought her like oh dude i'm gonna put her purse on blast but i bought her a fake chanel bag (laughs) (laughs) she was like so excited (laughs) yeah so i bought her a fake chanel bag uh because she asked me to get her one while i was in new york and uh I was like, hey, you know, I lied to her the whole week about not getting it and came out of like the bathroom or something. I had it with me and I was like, surprise, I got you this bag. And then she was like all pumped about that. Actually, you know what? She seemed a little more excited about getting the bag. <laughs> now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, then I proposed to her. Priorities, yeah. She didn't say yes. She said, duh, which was like, so her that was like <laughs> i mean for those of you that know emma she's like not so, i like i'm like down on one knee like will you marry me the whole like kitten caboodle did you give a little speech did you give a little speech yeah so actually we were super curious about this like you know i don't know if you watched the bachelor oh my god okay well they like you know what it a is a fucking monologue before they propose and we're like out here like do people in real life do this like did you like profess your love like yeah, so here's tip number two for the dudes out there. So let's keep track. Tip number one is there has to be a distraction for the engagement. Okay. Tip number two, don't put any time into the monologue. Because, yes, it's real. There, Yes, there is a monologue. You gave a monologue. Yes. If a guy literally just got down on his knee and said, will you marry me? I'd be like, and like, like yeah. anything else. I don't know. I guess if it's in the right setting, I feel like I would be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, like, if there was, like, precedent. You have to, like, lead into it. Well, yeah, you can't just be like, yo. <laughs> yo. What's up, girl? You want to marry me or what, huh? No. Dudes, don't put time into the monologue. Here's why. You girls never fucking remember it. Ever. Ever. Ask anybody that ever got engaged. Okay? Ask anybody. And they always say, I don't remember what he said. Like, I always want that moment on repeat. I mean, if I were in that situation, I'd probably black out. Exactly. You're like, so happy. But in the moment, it matters. Like, even if she doesn't remember it. Yeah. Don't say don't put any time into it. Don't give her, don't give her <laughs> no, fans that kind I'm, of I'm, I'm saying, like, you don't need to, like, have something written out and, like, prepared. Just Did you have it written no, out? No, of course not. I knew what I was going to say. You just got to be ready. Because it's ready. from the heart. Yeah, you just got to say it from the heart and then just know that at the end of the day, she's not going to remember what you said. And... Cool, cool. It's cool, and that's fine. So did she know that the ring was in the bag? Like, because if I got a bag, I wouldn't think to just open it immediately. Maybe I would. So I had the ring in my pocket, again, with the distractions. Distractions. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought the ring was in the um, bag. No, it wasn't in the bag. No, you, you kind of, you low to made it up, but it's fine. Um, so she was like fiddling with the bag. And then I was like, hey, like, come over here, you know? And I like called the dog over because, you know, the dog's a big part of the relationship. I feel like the dog always has to be a part of the proposal. Exactly. And so he, like, I was like, come here, like, stay, like, stand right here, like, stop moving around. And I was, I started like speaking to her in a very, like, Serious, serious tone. tone. Um, Damn, I can't even picture that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you being serious. I can picture him. I can get serious. Yeah. But um, the funniest part about the proposal was she didn't even remember that I got down on one knee. She didn't even remember that part. I'm telling you, I would probably black yeah. out too. And she made me do it again. She like, She was like, you didn't get down on one knee. I was like, Yes, the fuck I did. What do you think I was doing that whole time? <laughs> That's then, the number one rule. Like later that night, you know, she was like, "You didn't even get down with me." I was like, "Yeah," and she made me do it again. I was like, "All right, well." So you technically proposed twice. That's yeah, yeah. She say the second. She said yes the second time. She got it right. Okay. No, she didn't. She wasn't like duh. She was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Not that bad. I think. I don't know what I would say. I would probably be like, oh my god, of course. Ah, like, I think I would just start crying, honestly. Um, so, to set a little bit of precedent here, how long had you guys been dating before you decided to pop together? We were dating, we had been dating for almost four years. So, um, we started dating out of our internship that we got the summer of 2014 and oh my god she's gonna like go back and listen to this and be like you got all those dates wrong because i'm terrible (laughs) with that like that's a guy thing we suck at remembering how long ago things were like i mean i'm kind of bad at that too i have no percent yeah but we can remember the score to the game that was like six years ago oh yeah oh um yeah so we we had been together for for a significant amount of time i would say so I guess yeah, I wasn't a really a rush, but I think there are some people who definitely rush yeah, into it. Wait, these how old days. Are you? Uh, twenty-seven. Okay, so you're older than us. And I'm like really yeah. hungover, so I'm pretty sure I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you could have fooled me. I don't know how old you are, but yeah, I mean, so what? What do you guys think the rush is for people who get married so young? I mean, that's like I think twenty-seven is 27 a good. Twenty-seven is like normal. Yeah, but, like, I'm talking about other people, so. Or, like, even people that get engaged, like, super quickly, i.e., like, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. <laughs> Shut up, butthole eyes. <laughs> oh, that was so ridiculous, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand people that get engaged after, like, knowing someone for two months, obviously. Like, yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, when you meet the right person, it's hard to say that they're the right person right away because you if you don't have that like really strong honeymoon phase with that person right away then it's probably not right but i feel like i think you at least have to wait until you get out of the honeymoon exactly. phase that, right. yeah that's that's what i was going to say is like people take that honeymoon phase and they're like oh my god you're the best person in the entire world let's be married and then they don't even think about like what happens when this person decides to take a shit while you're in the shower and (laughs) like those types of things don't get considered at all and uh yeah but and you know god i never want to get married i don't want to think about that yeah how traumatizing (laughs) and i mean that's not just something i came up with off the cuff you know that's real life getting married people stuff so do you guys live together now so i have my own place um we used to live, so that's kind of the, the, the thing about our relationship. That was like the moment where we knew. We broke up about a year ago, so it was last summer. Um, went through a really tough breakup. We were living together in my 700-square-foot apartment. She didn't have a parking spot. She didn't have enough space for her clothes. Like It was just not a good living arrangement, and... So we broke up because we were just like on top of each other all the time. And I can imagine that's super hard. Yeah, it sucked. I mean, it sucked. And it was, 
definitely one of those moments where you're like, you know, we're going to break up. We're going to give each other space. She moved out. She got her own place. Uh, I mean, she lives right down the street, but um, so that was like one of the big moments where it was like, if we're going to do this, we've got to be able to get, no, we want to get back together. And that'll be sort of the, the, uh, how do you say it? Like icing on the cake? No, I don't know. But anyway, that's how we knew. That's how we knew we were uh, we were meant to be, pretty much. Yeah, I feel like you have to like go through some adversity with the person that you're with to know that you can be together long. What is that like? If you love something, let it go, and if it comes back, it's like meant to be. Uh-huh. Isn't that how that one goes? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we did live together, but not to get off topic. But we did live together. Uh, we don't live together now. I think that's one thing that people think is like a really big step, but you don't have to live together. Like it's okay. But I think you need to know that you can live together. Exactly. Yeah. It's important to know that you can. And yeah, because that's like you, it's like a whole different side of someone when you're living with them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I eat a pooping when someone's showering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's only just the beginning. Uh, I feel like. So what's your game plan? Like when's the, when's the wedding? Yeah, cool. So the wedding is going to be next year. It's going to be in October. Mm-hmm. We are doing it in New Orleans. Oh my god! Yeah, so, so we kind of just decided like we don't have a lot of older people in our family. Like my grandparents are all past. Her grandparents are either past or not able to go to a wedding anyway. Um, so we were like, we've got a, a lot of like young friends that like to get fucked up on the weekend so why not go to new Orleans? Yep, i live for it that's awesome that is the good thing about well I, I don't know if it's a good thing but like i love when <laughs> i get invited to weddings of like my younger friends because i know that their wedding is just going to be like a huge party and it feels like we're back in college because it's like everyone from like fraternities and sororities and it's literally just one big party except we're like kind of adults now and but we still act like we're not. (laughs) The last wedding I went to, that was uh, friends from college that got engaged. Um, Somebody literally threw up on the dance floor. Like one of our other friends from school. (sighs) That's got to be the worst. I mean, imagine being that guy that vomits on the dance floor at a wedding and you're like, uh, how did I get stuck in this situation? (laughs) It was like off to the side, but I was like, we are... Trash humans is not <laughs> If we are going to weddings and puking on the floor. Yeah, that's definitely a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, okay, so let me ask you guys some questions about um, getting engaged. I don't think Zach probably has a ton of these, but I think some of them might be different just in general, so we can just kind of have our takes on that. Sounds good. All right. So um, our first question that we got was, when is it deemed excessive when posting on social media? Uh, the, the social, so the social media thing in general is like the biggest thing for me because you're – so let me answer the question first of all. Your friends that post excessively – even before they were engaged, are going to be the ones that post excessively about getting engaged. AKA me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just how it's going to be. You know, you have to know when that person gets engaged, you got to be ready for the fucking, like, shitstorm of posts on no, Instagram. I think some girls, like, have turned worse since they've gotten engaged because now they have this, like, rock on their finger that's, like, their new thing that they can post a picture of every day. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because now, now the ring is there. That's... That's a good point. And they want to show it off because they're like, look at my one carat diamond ring that I got from my boyfriend that probably couldn't afford it. <laughs> like, cause we got engaged when we were 23. Like, I mean, that's, but that's no, like what true, happens, though. you know, like that's what happens. It's, and you want to, you want to be, and if you're about to get engaged or you're, you know, planning on getting engaged soon, you have to know that People generally don't care. I mean, they don't like they care if they're your friends and they're like happy for you. But at the end of the day, posting on social media a hundred times of like, like where you got engaged and like all the photos that your photographer took, um, you know, people get tired of that stuff. They definitely do. 
Yeah, for sure. So did you post on social media or did your now fiance post on social media when you guys got engaged? So we, so as I said earlier, we, I proposed to her in my apartment. So like I didn't have a photographer. I didn't have a videographer. Like this wasn't a fucking production. You know what I'm saying? Like people that make it too much of a production. I just feel like it really is fake and like forced though. And I'm really not about those vibes. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think doing it in your apartment is very like personal and it honestly means more than it would be if it was like a big thing. Exactly. So. And a lot of girls have, you know, their idea of how they want to be proposed to and, you know, I'm thankful that Emma wasn't really the type of person that wanted it to be this big production and have all this stuff going on around her while I was doing it. But, you know, some girls are like that. So, you know, if that's how I mean, that's part of the you know, that's part of the process is like fucking does she want to have all this stuff and she will tell you like you will know and if you don't have it you're fucked like you have to do it if she wants it. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no question <laughs> yeah i just feel like part of me is like kind of like that like i would want a little bit of a production not like too much like over the top but like maybe a photographer yeah. i think i would get embarrassed if i were like in a big group of people and someone proposed to me Oh, no, I don't fuck with public proposals. I would proposals. super nervous. And I'd probably faint. Like, you know people that uh, propose at, like, huge sporting events and stuff? Oh, my God. I swear, I've told myself, like, if someone legitimately proposed to me that way, I would say no. If I ever even got, like, on the kiss cam, I think I would start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't handle all of it. That's the most Kim thing that I've ever heard is, like, if I was on a kiss cam, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I also cry very easily. Wow. So I want to I want to address kind of the topic of social media in general because um, I feel like social media is fucking destroying us like as millennials like literally I agree I have strong feelings about social media as well like but. in it, particularly to getting engaged in like the engagement process there's so much content out there about like my dream proposal my dream engagement like all in like. You have these professional photographers taking pictures of like fucking people getting engaged in Ibiza and like they're spending all their money on going out and getting these professional photos to just to post on social media to like flex on people. Yeah, literally it's And it's like, dude, you're like you spent all your money on getting engaged. (laughs) What are you going to do? You know, that's what I'm saying, too, is like I think social media has created this like standard for people to like want to compete with and want to live up to and it's like what are you going to do with those pictures are you really going to post all 50 of them like in frames in your house like it's really only to show everyone else and I think that if you need to do that it only shows that you're like I mean I don't want to make assumptions but like that you're insecure with your own relationship and you need like the affirmation from yeah well I was gonna say have you seen that meme of um it was like we got a verbal meme go (laughs) it's like um it's just like a girl uh girl's friend best friend's birthday picture from her wedding like anniversary picture from the wedding like mom's birthday picture from the wedding like every like you know what i mean like when people post on social media for other people but then they're like posting pictures from their own fucking wedding where they look like like your friend's birthday and you post like a bathing suit picture where you look really good and she doesn't even look that good yeah it's just like everyone is like so like obsessed with themselves it's a yeah and the problem with it is like for people that do get engaged and feel you know they feel like they're doing something wrong like i guess i'll put my relationship on blast like i mean it's tough because like you you know i see emma's instagram feed every now and then and it's just like all these pictures of every now and then (laughs) i mean i say that because i'm not like over her shoulder like who do you follow on instagram like Right. That's right. right. That's well, that's yeah. Normal. That's the best way. To um, be. but like, we're sitting on the couch or whatever, and I'm just looking over. She's scrolling through Instagram, and it's like these pictures of like, you know, people in a jungle, and there's like a photographer, and it's like there's like a lion in the background or some like weird shit, and it's just like <laughs> perfectly okay, timed. The, okay. the lion's like young. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Will dying. you marry me? And like, you're trying to capture that moment, but like, it puts a lot of pressure on other people to be like if i'm not doing that does that mean that i'm doing it right and does that mean that i should be doing it because now the expectation is there that you're gonna have all these pictures and you're gonna post all this stuff and put all this effort into 
just being engaged. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. And it's like, it kind of makes you feel like you're missing something, but that's not the case. That's like, it could, that couldn't be any farther from the truth. Like if you had the nuts to ask a girl to marry you and she said yes, and you feel good about it, that's all that matters. Like none of this shit on social media matters at all. And that's all I have to say about social media. So like, great question. That's so inspiring. Great question. Um, Really, really, I feel strongly about that one in particular. So, yeah. So you didn't post. No, I didn't post. I don't think I posted. We only we only posted one picture, and it was a picture of us, and it was a picture of us at dinner with my parents, like that we just took as a normal picture. Like it wasn't like Emma holding up the ring, like oh my god, like what? And it's like a zoom in, like (laughs) picture of the ring to make it look massive. Like no, it was just one picture. And that was it. And we didn't do any, there was no festivity planned afterwards, Yeah, which I think yeah. is probably the best part. When I tell people about getting, getting engaged, like that's my favorite part of the story is we went to Tavern on the Tracks after our engagement. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so funny. We, we did not, I did not have anything planned. I did not know where we were going. We had dinner with our parents. They went back to their hotel rooms and we went to the trap for people that aren't from Charlotte, obviously the trashiest like Bill's Michigan bar. And she literally got hit on. She got hit on at the bar by a dude who was like blackout drunk. And I'm pretty sure it was like, you know, the only we were like the only people there. (laughs) So like. I just again going back to the social media, like this whole dream of like having the most epic proposal and engagement, it doesn't have to be like that. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's all just like a part of life. Like, might as well just make it like another normal day, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I do think that it's like good maybe to post like at least just once to just like notify people. Because that is a good thing about social media. It does like connect a lot of people. And I mean it just depends who you really care about who knows, but I think it's a good, just like announcement, but I definitely think it's excessive to be posting like all day, every day. Or like the people that post like countdowns, like every 50 days, like now it's 732 days until the wedding. Now it's oh, good thing. Now I know. Cause I was wondering <laughs> like, I really- like how many more fucking days. Cause tomorrow, like <laughs> it'll be another day and you'll probably post about it again yeah. because like you're those people, fucking obsessed with it. Yeah. Those people just kill me. It cracks me up. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's the next question? Uh, we have another one. This is dancing do's don'ts and is not dancing a deal breaker. So I guess this is talking about the wedding. Well, I'm not really sure like what the context of this was because I don't know. We were talking about, he just like <laughs> threw out this question, but I guess like at weddings or just in life. I mean, I, I, I think let's address it from, is it a guy? Yeah. Okay. So probably asking about like dancing with. Like if he's not a dancer, is that like a bad like dancing at the wedding with your. Cause obviously you're going to have your first dance. Like you have to do that and you have to dance with your, your mom. Yeah. Right. You mm-hmm. have to do those things. So if you're asking about that, well, yes, yeah, you gotta. <laughs> Sucks, but you have to do it. Yeah. Well, like, also, like you are, as we talked about earlier, big into the dancing okay. game. So I'm a little biased. Like, I plan on playing every single Bruno Mars song at my wedding. Oh, I fucks with that. I mean, he just gets it going. But no, if you're gonna, if you're talking about after all of the ceremonies are over and like you've had the first dance, people are eating, and you know, like after all that stuff. I think dancing is a big part of it because you want, you know, well, for me at least, because I like to dance, but for me, I want to be with my friends and it's a celebration. And if all of my friends are like out on the dance floor partying, yeah, I want to be there. Like I want to be dancing with them and you're going to get like sweaty and gross, but (laughs) that's kind of just what you have to do. If I mean, unless you really don't dance and you're not into it, yeah, it's kind of up to you. So I just feel like most people are like into dancing at least a little bit. Like they're they're about like, you know, cuz it's like that's a big part of the party, especially at a wedding. Yeah, just play the in my feelings challenge. Yeah. Everybody knows how to do it. I'm so sick of that song. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like all the weddings I go to in the next year, they're all going to play that song and I'm just 
not gonna wanna That's all right. You gotta get the people going. I mean that's that's okay. bottom line. I'll probably be like the first person on the dance floor at my wedding, so um so I work in event planning, so I actually do know the songs that get people going at parties. But we can save that for another app. We can talk I feel about like you songs. Definitely post that. Yeah, well, reach out to us on social media. We'll put a question out there. What songs get you going on the dance floor? Yeah, and then we can send them all to Matt for his wedding playlist. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yikes. We'll help you out, even though I'm sure none of our followers are going to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of them. Maybe some of them will. Yeah, actually, yeah, probably like a few. We did like a contest on the social media account to like get an invite to my wedding. <laughs> I would be into it. <laughs> We, no, we, cut that out because we're definitely not doing that. No chance. No chance. <laughs> Matt's like, no, this is an intimate gathering. Just get to like our close group of friends and be like, listen, some of you aren't going to make the cut. So. Here, look, let's do it. Let's What's do it, it this way. October 13th, 2019. If you're in New Orleans, we will be there. There you go. So if you want to go, be there. So is that an open invite? I mean, it's an open invite. So are we invited? I'm not going to tell you where the wedding <laughs> is at, but yeah, it's an open invite. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Okay, well, so I guess that comes to an end of our engagement segment, but we do have some other stuff that we're going to talk about, and um, Matt can definitely give his feedback on them. So we, Madison and I, were talking about how it's uh, hashtag rush season yeah. for the Greek life people who are still in college. Those, the Greek life. <laughs> So I actually met Matt at UNC Charlotte. We went to school together and he was in the fraternity that I hung out with a lot. Um, so that's kind of how we started becoming friends. And it's just really strange to think how much things have changed. And also just like the idea of Greek life as a whole, like looking at it from the outside now, I guess like I'm technically looking at it from the outside, but it's probably weirder to other people. But like the shit that they do and just cult like, or not yeah no my brother sent me this video and it was like some project that some like videographer put together and it was like combining clips of sorority recruitment videos. oh i think i've seen this and like the cult videos and he was like it's actually really scary because my brother is like so anti-greek life so he was like shitting on me um and i mean it's like kind of true like you're all like bound together and you wear the same clothes and you do chants and like the chants are really what makes it the worst but i mean honestly that's another like social media thing is that social media has definitely changed like how greek life is because it's all just about looking the best on social media yeah like the whole thing with like sorority um recruitment videos like they all play the same song they have a fucking drone that flies over the sorority house like always a girl in a jeep holding a flag with the top down like driving down the road and dude, what's up with the videos of all the girls making like a pyramid at their front door of their house oh and they're like God. clapping yeah. and screaming? Yeah. It's and it's like, if I was a normal human being, I would never want to be associated with anybody doing that ever. Yeah. Like, keep me the farthest away from that front it's door. Absurd. Like the gates of hell. No, but honestly, literally, like even during recruitment, you do do the chance, like as the girls, like um, when they walk into your house. And you, like, take a girl by the arm to, like, you know, tell her how great your sorority is or whatever. Literally, you're, like, chanting. And I just feel like we never looking back on it, it's oh, – we didn't? What? No, we would just play music. You didn't? You yeah. didn't do, like, a da-na-na-na chant as, like, girls walked in the house? We didn't – so our recruitment was different, and I honestly really like it so much <laughs> I was going to say that sounds way more normal. <laughs> yeah, we do it, like, in rooms on campus because, like, our Greek houses are strange on UNC Charlotte. Oh. Um. But we would just play music as they entered, and you would just honestly. That sounds so much more normal. It was, yeah, it was nice. Oh, yeah. If I had a chant, I don't know. No, they would. They would yell at us too. Like when we did practices, if we weren't chanting loud enough, I'm like, oh my god, it's like 8 p.m. on a Tuesday night. I have a freaking test tomorrow. Like I don't want to be here. This is like really good insight for a guy because I know that y'all are fucking weird with the shit that you have to do, but. I have no idea. Like, I mean, there's no specifics to it at all. I mean, it's so different for guys. Like, Rush for Dudes is about which fraternity is going to get me the most drunk as a freshman. That's it. I mean, it's literally that simple. Fraternity well, has the hottest girls at their party. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little bit like who you vibe with, like who you want nah, to be friends. Nah, it's no? Not. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we're all the fucking same. 
literally every fraternity <laughs> is the exact same all fraternity guys like you i mean there are some differences but right i mean there's there's always going to be like the the zbts and like the engineering Damn, those yeah on blast. put them on blast fuck them right <laughs> that's what i'm supposed to do anyway i actually knew a couple zbts they were really nice yeah i'm sure they're nice i mean they were new so they were a new fraternity but like you always yeah. get that like nerdy fraternity where you're like okay it's like the it's like the most stereotypical like that's the nerd fraternity from the movie you know the movies where they're yeah. like you know we're we're just a bunch of nerds and we got to make it back and then like channing tatum is all of a sudden the president of their fraternity and he like <laughs> makes it he like makes the fraternity like big dog on campus like yeah there's always that fraternity but yeah but then there's like there's always like the southern frat fraternity yeah that's what i was in like, <laughs> They're like super preppy. <laughs> Let me tell you. So the fraternity that Matt was in, the reason why I liked hanging out with them so much is because they were just so normal. Sure. And I always say like the one moment that I knew that I was like hanging out with the right group of guys is like when I went to their party and they had no interest in any of the girls there. They were literally just getting drunk with themselves like and having a great time. And I was like, this is like the kind of people I want to hang around with. I mean, obviously, like you want guys to talk to you. But if you were to go to like another fraternity, the ones that like focus so hard on like having the best parties, like getting girls there. And they're so creepy. They'll like come up to you and just like be super like drunk and creepy, you know. But when I hung out with Kappa Sig, it was just like they were only concerned with getting drunk and spending their time with their friends. Kim's priorities, friends and, and drinking. Girls were there. And we're like, hello. <laughs> Well, I mean, Kim, they obviously noticed you were there because, you know, hashtag sorority fraternity sweetheart over here. Yeah, I was the sweetheart for Capsig. I like to consider myself um, an honorary. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> Kim, you're not that cool. <laughs> she was on the composite, okay? No. Okay. So uh, let me just say, I was up at campus yesterday um, for the football game, and oh my god, they had the like rush boards out, like rush was in full swing yeah oh it made me so it just gave me anxiety kind of because like it makes you nostalgic though a little no yeah but still like walking through campus seeing all the like young dudes out there like the only thing they have to worry about is like who they're gonna get their beer from and those are the good old days man i know and it it, it just kind of like it kind of bummed me out a little bit because so we were we were with a group of friends and Everybody was kind of saying it like it just kind of bums you out because, you know, you want to be young again. You want to go and do that stuff again. But at the same time, it's like I have like a car and like I can pay for it and I have my own apartment and yeah. a job. So but Rush Rush is definitely in full swing and um, it's it takes you back. It definitely takes you back. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that we all had pretty good experiences. Like we've all stayed in pretty good touch with a lot of our sisters and brothers. Yeah. And I mean, like, well, so Matt is rolling his eyes at me. So <laughs> yeah, don't refer to them as sisters and brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, like back, I so I rushed fall thirteen. Um, we, me too. Yeah, so me and Kim are sisters. Yeah, we're actually both Zetas. Shout out to any Zetas that Wait, are listening. Fall thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like fall ten. Oh God! Yeah, I was fall ten. Yeah, I didn't realize 10. you guys were that young. Twenty three. Wait, did you rush as freshman? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm still 22. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, we're babies. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. But Matt, how many years did you spend in college? Uh, four and a half. So I did I did a half senior lap um, because I switched my major like right at the right at the turning point. I don't think I've met year. one person from UNC Charlotte that has graduated in four years. Oh, we're, we're all about the half lap. Oh, yeah. At least a half lap. Well, it sucked because they were like, oh, you're graduating? Great. We're going to build a football stadium and then start having football games. And I was like, what? I don't want to miss that. So you're like, yeah. got to do the half lap for that. My freshman year was the first year we had the football team. So that was cool to like get involved with Greek life and do all that fun stuff like tailgating. And there are definitely like some things I miss about being in school and being a part of a sorority and like getting to do all the fun stuff, like going to formals. That's honestly probably what I miss the most is like, getting to do like trips with all of your friends, yeah. like all of your girlfriends and like your guy friends and like going to formals. Like your biggest problem was like 
which date am I going to take to formal? And I would like, <laughs> I would like stress out about that. And now I think about what I actually had to be stressed. I just out about. like remember making deals with some of the fraternity guys in college and being like, "All right, if you take me to Mountain Weekend, I'll take oh, you yeah. to semi formal." That's like the unwritten rule. What about the coolers? Oh, oh God, don't. Do you guys miss that? No. Let me tell you about the coolers. So <laughs> I, that is one thing I will never, ever, 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 ever miss. <laughs> I was actually very good at painting coolers, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I am. Ask anyone, okay? Yes. I used to paint them for girls in my sorority for their formals and they would pay me. Oh my god. I actually really enjoyed it because I actually really do enjoy painting like on the side just like as a hobby. And it's funny because I didn't even know that I was like had the talent for painting until I painted coolers. <laughs> That's and the most sorority thing to say ever. No, I know, but I like really enjoyed it. Yeah, I and I used to. I dreaded it so much. Like I painted three coolers in my time, and that was it. And I think I cried about every single one of them because I wanted them to be perfect. Because I just like didn't want to be the girl that brought a shitty cooler to the guy. Oh man, I remember. <laughs> that makes me remember like when they first started doing those like patterns that you could just like pretty much glue on the side of the cooler. Oh yeah, I so, didn't like, do that, dude. You, I painted the real awesome. deal. Like you have to get that shit fucking lacquered up, so none of the paint comes off. You can throw it down a fucking hill, and the paint doesn't come off. No, like, but that's it's how so it has hard to, be. to do that. Like yeah, no. you don't understand the number of layers of like coating that we would put on, and then they would still fucking scratch the first day you were at like whatever. Um, the best cooler I ever painted. The guy literally took the top off at Beach Weekend. Use it as like a boogie board and then lost it like a week later. Perfect. That's so sad. And I was like, what? A little piece of your soul <laughs> just got left at that beach. Like I only that's when I was like, I never in my life. Yeah. I mean, the other guys I painted coolers for, like one was my boyfriend in college and like obviously he like somewhat took care of it, but that was I was like, I'm never gonna paint a cooler for another guy who like doesn't give a shit because like what's the point? Actually there is a point because you do like show up and everyone's like oh my god like he has the best cool and you're like yeah i paid that i feel like at least at wafford after freshman sophomore year you were you weren't really required to paint a cooler yeah no i mean usually the rules like if a guy already has like one or two coolers it's like does he really need another one yeah so that's basically how it was (laughs) quick answer yes (laughs) no i the guys were pretty chill like by the time by the end of like sophomore year definitely junior and senior year no one was painting a cooler yeah like if the, i feel like the rule is like if you go to a formal with somebody and they don't have a cooler like from anyone yet like you should definitely make them one yeah. even if they are like older or you're older yeah i feel like that's a fair a fair gauge of okay, okay but isn't that like funny like do they still even paint coolers anymore i'm not sure do they see uh, that's what i'm saying like so much- they just paint a jewel <laughs> paint a jewel Let's go to <laughs> Painting a jewel would take me like 30 seconds. So. <laughs> oh my god. Damn, that's a good fucking idea. I just I feel like so much has changed though since we've been there. Like, are they even allowed to do formal? Yeah, anymore? we're washed up. Okay, no. <laughs> they definitely still have formal. There's so many rules, like especially at our school too. It's like it's not even fun anymore, I feel like. Yeah. Well, everyone that graduates always says that their generation was more fun than the one following them. I think my freshman year, like <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like, you're like, oh, yeah, my school is, like, just so not as fun as it used to be. Yeah, it's very easy to shit on UNC Charlotte because they fucking suck, to Kim's point. There's so (laughs) many fucking, like, stupid-ass rules. But my freshman year, there was, like, no rules, and it was great. And That's how it was, like, my freshman year. I think our freshman year was probably peak peak party the last year before like everyone started cracking down. I think let's do a little engagement here for the listeners. I want I want to hear what other schools do because I this the thing that UNC Charlotte does that blows me away is like they have one they have a designated like student tailgate. Is that Wofford has that too? Wofford has that too. I, I, okay, maybe Wofford. It makes sense. I feel like all schools have that. Do I don't not? think like, so. Like so, yeah, like NCC post on it. post on social media. Like tag us, whatever, we, whatever you guys got to do. I mean, they run the social media account, not me. So at Mills and Mimosas on Instagram. Yeah, and let us know yeah. like what's the stupid Tweet fucking thing that your school does, and obviously tell us the school that you think is like the dumbest rule for tailgating, at least like football games, I guess. But yeah. they recently just moved the student tailgating lot like all the way out on the other side of campus and now the only people that are drunk at the football game have to walk like a mile and a half to get there yeah that's messed up they keep switching things at our school though because again like i said my freshman year was like the first year i guess so it's really only five years old yeah 
So they're still like getting their bearings, I think. But once they figure it out, I'm hoping that it'll like really blow up and like get some good yeah, alumni so. engagement. Yeah. Well, like shouts out to some of our Texas A&M listeners. We know you're out there. We want to hear the big school life. What is that? Yeah. What is that all about? So I actually like was talking to my guy friend and I told him how we have like some listeners. Um, AG. Is it? Yeah. AG and uh, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So there. Yeah. Give you guys a shout out. But so he was like, oh, my gosh, you should definitely ask them about the weird shit that they do with that school, because apparently because my friend John used to live in Texas for a little bit. And he was like, that school has like crazy weird things. Like it's almost like a sorority or like fraternity, like in itself, like only juniors can do like a certain chant, like at football games and like seniors, like can do a specific one. And like, again, correct me if I'm wrong or like, tell me how it actually is. But and then he said, if you step on certain parts of the grass on campus, it's like, you have to do push-ups or something. Oh my it's, God, that all sounds strange. so dumb. Yeah, but I want to, Colleges are like so weird when you think about it. Colleges and Greek life in general, like we had one fraternity when they were pledges, they had to, they couldn't walk on the grass, um, like in between classes and stuff. And like Wofford is like an arboretum, so there's yeah. trees everywhere and grass everywhere. So like they literally could only walk on the sidewalks. And like another fraternity, they could like, they had to have a partner walk with them to class. Like another guy in their pledge class had to be walking with them at all times. And it's like. That's insane that like people have these rules and like we actually follow them. Like, what is wrong with us? Like, why are we so brainwashed? Like, really dumb hazing. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. I know. I it's like you know, it's not even yeah, because it's like yeah, not it's like, like bad or anything, but it's just like like it's dumb. that sounds like it was a couple fraternity brothers that just got really fucking high and they're like, you know, it would be funny. You know, it would be really funny <laughs> if we just made them walk in groups everywhere. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sick? Like, no, it's not sick. There's You're just funny like, things. fucking stupid. I had, like, guy friends that missed class because of it. They were like, I couldn't find a, a, a pledge brother to walk with me. I'm like, what the Oh, fuck? my God. Like, just go to class. Like, what are they going to do to you? Well, actually, well, I don't want to know what they're going to do to you. The answer is probably nothing. They'll just, like, yell, yell at you probably a lot. And that's, yeah. I mean, unless you have fraternities that, like. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we should get into hazing because <laughs> it can be a little bit of a slippery slope. Yeah. I mean, but me and Kim were pretty it's... involved in, I mean, sorority life is totally different, but I was vice president and we never really had to deal with any of that stuff, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, hazing is a weird one. Maybe let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into it. not get into it. <laughs> Especially since I've mentioned the name of my school and my school. Like, what if yeah. I was like, oh, um, you guys didn't no, have to fucking go? Like, wait. Oh, is that not normal? Oh, my God. <laughs> we, had, we had so many, like, rumors about, like, what we did. And, like, actually, all, all, like, all of them were false. But it is I feel funny. like at every school there's rumors about certain, like, Greek life organizations. And I'm sure our non-Greek listeners are like, I want to yeah. know. I mean, like, it's definitely sad to hear, like, <laughs> the horror stories of hazing. Like, people you know, obviously like dying and stuff like, Whoa. I feel like that is, I mean, yeah, I'm going to take it real for a second. Cause like that shit is the, that's the stigma that we have as Greek life. Like that's the worst thing. And usually the worst thing that happens is always the, yeah, you know, like the one thing that people think about. Sure. And it just sucks. Like one stupid fucking idiot. Yeah, it, it, it is unfortunate because I mean, like I will, admit that like being in a sorority is honestly dumb like after like my junior or like senior year I was kind of like uh like there's really no point for me to be in this sorority like I have all my friends already I really don't want to go to chapter I don't want to pay all these fines like do all this stuff but I will admit that like I was involved too I was philanthropy director so that's like kind of where I kick-started my event planning career so that was like super helpful for me in the long run and I think that it definitely especially like for girls more so has well i mean guys you do have like a major bonding factor and obviously the people on exec council and stuff do have like leadership experience which is nice but i mean like kim said like i was vice president and i was also um like uh what is the what is the word for it social chair social chair wow i'm sorry i just lost lost my thought for a second so i think that really helped me like 
I don't know. I think it was cool to do that. Like I love, I loved planning like formal and semi-formal and stuff. Like I thought it was fun. I like would book the DJ or the band or whatever. I feel like I learned something. Yeah, no. And like, it's sad that I'm like scared to put it on my resume because people have such a bad connotation of like stories, but like it was actually really good experience. And I mean, especially with the philanthropy stuff, like we actually donated like tons of money for like a really, really good cause. Shout out Zeta, breast cancer awareness. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really do stuff like that. <laughs> like we, the biggest event that we did for philanthropy was um, a homelessness awareness event. Oh, that's nice. Which is still kind of like my calling card for when I see a homeless person on the on the street that I don't give money to. Um, Uptown has a lot of homeless people. Uptown Charlotte. It's kind of sad, but anyway, like that's that's what we did. We did an event, and it was like. We had these, like, what are those bikes? I guess they're like exercise bikes. Yeah, like stationary bikes. Yeah, yeah and we would set them out in the like. In oh, wait, the, we had a fraternity you know, that did field. something like this. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they we would like set them out in the rec field, and we would like fake ride these bikes as if we were riding to Raleigh, like riding to the capital to express our feelings about homelessness in Charlotte, and it was like just us out on campus getting drunk all out through the night. <laughs> Like we, it was like, yeah, we have this thing going on, but I mean, it's just an excuse to get drunk. Yeah. I mean, that was like the most fun part for me is like thinking about fun events that could get people to donate money. And like my last year, or um, I guess it was my junior year, we started this new event. I mean, we got the idea from another Zeta chapter, but it was like big man on campus. So we had guys from fraternities like sign up and do this like talent show slash like joke pageant. And so I was like in charge of coordinating all that. And it was honestly really funny and people really enjoyed it. And like, just like little things like that, that you can get people involved. Well, and that stuff is so fun. Like in college, like, yeah, in like Greek week and stuff, when you do like lip sync battles and all of that, like, I don't know. I just, I live for that kind of stuff. I think it's really fun. And like, I feel like that's what got me closer with like a lot of like girls in different pledge classes that I didn't know as well, but like had the same interest in me and stuff. Like it was fun. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that, like being involved in stuff like that makes it worth it but like there were times where i was like why am i paying dues like what what's this doing for me yeah (laughs) um well is it football time yeah i think it might be football time it's uh uh yeah it's i mean it's one o'clock uh i don't i don't uh the game isn't until four and people are like texting me saying like let's go get fucked up and it's sunday i know for it's the first football sunday where i'm having to deal with this again i know i'm like it's a good thing getting I anxiety but now i'm kind of drunk so i'm like well should we should we end the podcast and go drink and watch football i think I feel it's like that's what our listeners would want us to do <laughs> I, I think if our listeners were here right now they would they would tell us to go drink at the bar so i'm gonna put my jersey back on because i'm not sweating anymore and then we can go drink and watch. Well, thanks for coming on, Matt. It was a pleasure having you. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. This was extremely fun. My first podcast ever. You, know, you did great. Really excited. Yeah, it was great. We were, we were happy to have you. And um, again, listeners, give us some feedback. If you have any other questions for Matt, um, we plugged his Instagram handle in our story. Yeah, what's your so. Instagram? Uh, it's at callmesawaya. So his last name that's my last name it's s-a-w-a-i-a i hate fucking saying that because like people are like wait what 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 is it oh call me swaya okay <laughs> don't be don't be ashamed no, of your no. instagram and i have yeah. to put i have to have it as that because people call me swaya like yeah. that's what they call me nobody calls me matt like my name is swaya okay well let's get out of here and go, yeah. go follow me on instagram i never post anything <laughs> Clearly, we've already discussed that. All right. Peace and love, listeners. And we'll catch you next week for another episode.